tonight, I want to look at studying the Word of God. Like I said, 2 Timothy 2.15, Paul tells us that we are to study to show ourselves approved. A, a workman or a student, you might say, that needs not to be ashamed, but who rightly divides the word of truth. And the first thing that I want us to understand is that if we want to know the truth, I said it a couple weeks ago, if you want to know the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, you have to study it, church. If you want to know the revelation of God and you want to know the, the truth of God and, and you want to understand the word of God, you have to study the word of God. I, I, hearing the Word of God is great, and it's a necessity. Reading the Word of God is great, and it's a necessity. But if you want to truly understand what you hear, and you want to truly understand what you read, you have to study the Word. You've got to go a little bit farther, and, and you have to strive to be a good student of the Word of God. Because hearing is one thing, and reading is another, but studying, I believe, church, takes us even deeper into the truth. It takes us deeper into the things of God. Studying the Word of God brings greater revelation into our life. It brings greater understanding into our life. It brings greater spiritual insight into every one of our lives or the lives of those who take the time to study. Studying uncovers hidden truths and it reveals, church, the secret things of God, even to the simple, the Bible says. Studying the Word of God demonstrates a deeper desire to have that truth or the truth of the Word established in our lives. It demonstrates a desire within our own life to have the will of God established in our life and have the purpose of God and the plan of God established in our lives. But please understand me, if you don't study the Word of God, you won't understand His will. You won't understand His plan and you won't understand His purpose for your life. You will have only partial revelation. It's why you must study so I believe studying uncovers the hidden truths of God. Studying the Word, like I said, demonstrates a deeper desire. It lets God know we want to know Him more. You see, when you open up the Word of God and you begin to study the Word of God, not just read the Word of God, but when you begin to study the Word of God, it lets God know I'm more serious about my spiritual growth process. It lets God know that I want to know more about you, God. And guess what? When you want to know more, He'll reveal more. When you search more, He'll show you more. But when you study the Word of God, it says to God directly, I want to know you more. It's what studying does, church. Studying admits that we're not a bunch of know-it-alls. You, you see, you understand what I'm saying? When you study the Word of God, it lets God know that I don't know everything there is to know. I'm not really all that in a bag of chips. I'm not the smartest one in the crowd, God. There's someone a little bit smarter to me than me, and it is you. Because you are the truth. Remember, if you want to know the truth, you've got to study the truth. But every time we study the Scripture, it lets God know I'm serious. And it lets God know, I, it, it really, when you study, you're telling God, God, I've got room to grow. And there's more for me to learn. That's why I'm studying the Scriptures, church. And it's what we're going to look at tonight. 
Studying allows the Word of God to to truly take root in our lives. I believe it solidifies the Word of God in our life. It solidifies the promises of God in our life. I believe when you study the Word of God, it widens the steps beneath your feet, and you're less likely to stumble along life's way. I believe when you study the Word of God, it pushes our prayers a little bit deeper. Because the more you study and you understand the will of God and the purpose of God and the plan of God, and the more you understand who God is... The deeper you will go in prayer, the more you will confide in him, the more you will have faith in him, the more you will trust in him, the more you will depend in him, the more you will turn to him, church, when you study the word of God. You see, the reality is so many Christians are shallow simply because they don't study the word of God. Yes, they read it and we'll look at that later. Yes, they hear it, but they don't study it. They, they still walking around with no revelation, no spiritual direction, no supernatural insight to the will of God or purpose of God in their life. We must study the Word of God. I believe when you study the Word of God, it makes your worship that much richer. I believe it makes your praise that much more powerful because you are worshiping that which you understand. It's a little difficult to worship what you don't understand. It's a little difficult to praise what you don't know. It's a little difficult to sow a tithe or give an offering in, into, into a, the plate of a, of a stranger church. But when you know who it is and you understand who he is, it takes your worship and your, your service and everything about you a little bit deeper. I believe it sturdies our faith in the Father and, like I said, widens the steps beneath our feet. Ultimately, studying is the shovel that uncovers the hidden treasures of the kingdom of God. And it allows us to understand the heart and the mind of God. You want to know the heart of God? Study the Word of God. If you want to know the mind of God and get true revelation from Him, study the Word of God. Please listen to me. Hearing the Word like you hear tonight sometimes isn't enough. I want you to understand that when you go home and you read the Word of God, sometimes reading the Word of God isn't enough. It touches the surface. It doesn't go deep enough. And that's why I want to talk to you about studying. Studying goes farther than hearing and reading will ever go. We must be students of the Word. It's exactly why Paul said to Timothy, you're, you're my protege. You're my up-and-comer. You're going to be sharing the gospel. Uh, you've been called to advance the kingdom of God. And I want you to be a good student. But the only way you'll be a good student is if you study, Timothy. You see, Timothy heard all the sermons. Timothy heard a bunch of stuff. Timothy had read all the scriptures. But now he was in a place where he had to study it. He had to understand it and had to get deep down inside of his soul so that when he made a decision, he knew why he was making a decision. When he stepped out, when he, spe- he knew what he was speaking. And it's where we have to be too, church. We have to study the Word of God. Listen, when David, the, the word study, let me go here. The word study in the Greek and the Hebrew means this. It means an intense mental application. That's what study means, and it's the word that God used. As study means a fervent focus. Focus on what? Focus on the Word of God. Focus on understanding the truth. Focus on discovering the things that are hidden. It means a fervent focus. It means to search within with all diligence and devotion. And I want you to catch that, to search within 
with all diligence and devotion. You see, like I told you before, hearing touches the surface. Reading touches the surface. But there's something hidden inside of what we hear. There's something hidden inside what we read. And studying helps us to discover what those hidden treasures are. It helps us to understand what those hidden truths are and the hidden revelation that God has for us. You see, we have to... There, when, when he uses this word, study, I want us to understand that there's nothing casual or half-hearted about the word that God uses here. Fervent focus. Diligent and intense. These are words that don't demonstrate some casual concept. There is a severity to what God is speaking here. So I want you to understand the word that God uses here. There's nothing half-hearted about it. There's nothing casual about it. And I want us to understand that when it comes to reading the word of God, when it comes to this, this spiritual discipline of scriptural intake, there should be nothing casual about it either. There should be nothing half-hearted about this spiritual discipline called scriptural intake in our lives. And yet for so many of us, church, and me included, there's times and have been times where this spiritual discipline, I enter into it half-hearted. Or you enter into it half-hearted. Or we look at it as like this, this casual concept that we, can, that we can love or leave. But I want you to understand if you want to be a good student, you must study the Word of God. When David said to the Lord, you know the passage of Scripture, Search me, O Lord, and see if there be any wicked way within me. And what I want you to understand is that when he said, Lord, search me, he used the same root term that we're talking about when it comes to studying and seeking God. What, what, what David was literally asking God to do was to open him up and study him. He was asking God to open him up. Turn him inside out. Take everything that man can't see. Take everything that's, that's below the surface and open it up and study it. And, and, and to, to examine it and to search it deep inside. And then to reveal to him whatever it is that he found. The, the same exact word is the word that Paul is speaking to Timothy when he talks about studying the Scripture. And what he was saying to Timothy is that you must do the very same thing with the Word of God. You must study it. You must examine it. You must make it your, your fervent focus, Timothy. You've got to open it up and you've got to search it. You've got to search it for every hidden truth. You've got to search it for every hidden revelation. You've got to search it for every single mystery that's hiding between the lines and hiding between the pages, church. I want you to understand, this is a mystery. This is a secret. And the only way you'll discuss, solve the mystery and the only way you'll, that you're going to find out the secret is if you decide to study the Word of God, church. So the question is, what are we searching for when we read the Word of God? Or are we searching for anything at all? What are you looking for when you open up the Word of God? What are you trying to uncover when you go between these pages? What do you want God to reveal to you when you read the gospel of Jesus Christ? What are you searching for when you open up the pages, church? Because the reality is, if you're not looking for anything, you won't find anything. 
If you're not searching for treasure, you're not going to find treasure. If you're not looking for His will, you're not going to find His will. If you're not looking for His divine design within the the covers of this book, you're not going to find His divine design. If you're looking for pur- if you're not looking for His purpose for your life in this letter to us, you're never going to find it, church. So the question that we must pose ourselves on a regular basis when we go into the Word of God to read it is, what am I searching for? What am I looking for? What do I hope to find when I open up the Word of God? I hope you hope to find something. I hope that you hope to discover something. I I hope you hope to uncover some kind of hidden truth and that you're not just perusing its pages because we're reading the Bible through in a year. Listen, that's all well and good, and I'm not about to tell you we're not supposed to read the Word of God, because you are. I preached on that two weeks ago, how important it is to get into the Word of God and make it part of your daily spiritual diet, reading the Word of God. But as we're going through the Word of God, sometimes we've got to stop and study it, church. Sometimes we've got to find out what God is actually trying to say to me. What truth or what revelation or what mystery is hiding in these pages, church. We have to understand that. If you're not looking for something, you're not going to find anything, church, and we have to understand that. So what you have to understand is that we also have to, when we go into the Word of God, we have to look at it intently and intensely. Both of those words, when you open up the Word of God, it should be with intention to find something. It should be with the intention to hear from God. It should be with the intention to discover something you haven't discovered before. And we should do it intensely. We shouldn't let anything get in the way like I talked about a couple weeks ago. We shouldn't let any obstacle come in the way of me getting into the Word of God and hearing from God Himself. It's a difficult discipline, church. But it's why so many of us are wandering through our spiritual lives, round and around the mountain, never possessing our promise, because all along the way, we haven't taken time to study the Word of God. Because we're not good students. We're great hearers, we show up and we listen, and we're great readers, and we get our certificate, because I read the whole Bible all through all through the year. Listen, I'm not mocking it. I'm telling you, you must have that. But God wants you to go a little bit deeper, church. He wants you to understand what He's speaking to you. There's a reason that you read this, and there's a reason that you read that. He wants you to have more than a certificate that you hang up on a wall that I read through the Bible in a year. He wants you to understand everything you read, so that when you face a battle, when you face a giant, when you face a Goliath, you've got some ammunition. You know what you're talking about. You know what to do. You know where to go, and you know what to say. Because you've studied the Word of God. It's become the foundation of your soul, the foundation of your faith, church. You studied it so you know it. And when you study it, you get to use it, church. And it's exactly what the Holy Spirit wants us to to learn, church. Unfortunately, like I said, so many people go into the Word of God without any intention of discovering anything. And the reality is God tells us in the Scripture that until you search for me, I'm flipping it over. He says, until you search for me with all of your heart, you won't find me. He says, you will find me 
when you search for me with all of my with all of your heart. I believe you can flip that around and God is saying to you, you can't find me unless you search for me with all of your heart. You you won't find me and I'll remain a mystery to you and, and I will remain hidden to you and my will and my purpose and my plan all the mysteries of the gospel will remain hidden to you unless you search for them or study for them or make them your fervent focus. You won't find them. You see, the reality is this has to be our fervent focus, church. This, above everything else, has to be our fervent focus as sons and daughters of the Most High God. And yet it's not. This isn't our fervent focus. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying in general there's so many individuals that call themselves Christians and this isn't their fervent focus. Football's their fervent focus. Hollywood's their fervent focus. Money's their fervent focus. A loved one is their fervent focus. A boyfriend, a girlfriend is their fervent focus. Popularity is their fervent focus. But God says, listen, if you want to discover the mysteries of God, if you want the windows of heaven and knowledge and understanding and truth and all the things I have for you to be open into your life, this must be your fervent focus. And don't let anything distract you from it. This is what we have to understand, the power, church, of studying the Word of God. It's what we must have in our life. Same goes, like I said, we can't find what we're looking for in the Word unless we diligently search for it. Unless, like I said, it's our fervent focus. Listen, unless you study the Scripture, unless you get between the lines and get between the letters and look between the chapters and go from Old Testament to New Testament and you you read prophecy back here and you look at the fulfillment up here until we study the Word of God, church, nothing hidden will be revealed and nothing secret will be made known. It will continue to remain a mystery for us and we cannot afford that as God's children, church. Yet the sad reality is so many people in the house of God are clueless simply because they don't study. Yes, like I said, they read, but they don't study. They read, but they don't have an intense desire to find something while they're inside of the pages. i got to ask myself the same thing. When's the last time when you got inside the Word of God, you had this intense desire to just find some revelation? To find what God is trying to speak to me so my life can be changed, so my situation can be turned around, so my marriage or my money or my front, whatever it might be, so it can be turned around. A lot of people, they read, but they're not searching like they're searching for silver. They read, but they're not searching like they're searching for gold. They read, but they're not looking for a pearl of great price. I want you to understand there is silver and gold and costly jewels. I want you to understand there is a pearl of great price for every single one of us within the pages of this gospel. Listen, my pearl might be different than your pearl. My chunk of gold might be different than your chunk of gold. But I want you to understand there are divine, supernatural riches hidden within these pages. And if all you ever do is listen to me preach, if all you ever do is turn on the radio, if all you ever do is peruse, the Word of God and don't study it. I want you to understand your spirit will be lacking. It will not be rich and it will not be overflowing and there will be things that are hidden that you will not find unless you study the Word of God. 
Listen, I'm not telling you that you have to go off to seminary school. I'm not telling you that you got to go off to Bible college. But listen, for some of you, you might have to do that because God wants to take you to a deeper place. Because God wants to use you in a greater way. Because God wants to send you out to be a mouthpiece for Him. One day stand behind a pulpit or stand before crowds. You might have to go to Bible study. But either way, whatever it is, I want you to understand that that the Word of the Lord is to study. To get into the Word of God and find out what God is saying to us, church. When we read, I believe with all of my heart that we should be like that kid that's got a, a box of Cracker Jacks or, a, or a, a box of cereal that's got a prize inside. I remember being a kid. You remember being a kid. Man, when I got that box of cereal, I shook that up. I ripped the top open. I stuffed my hand as far down there as I could to feel around for that prize. And if I couldn't find it going in on the one end, I opened it up on the other side and I went in the back side to see if it was in there. If I couldn't find it, I ripped it open and I poured it on the table until the prize came out. And I want you to understand if you're serious about finding revelation, if you're serious about finding truth, you got to treat the Word of God the same way you would that cereal box. If you got to go in on one side, go in on that side. If you got to go in the New Testament to find what you're looking for, you do it. If you can't find it, shake it. If you can't find it, turn it. If you can't find it, dig a little bit deeper. If you can't find it, tear it open and pour it on the table and cry out to God, i got to find what I'm looking for. It's what God wants. He wants us to get deep into His Word, church. In order to do that, like I said, in order for you to be a good student, you might have to get a study Bible. Uh, listen, I'm not, I'm not smacking any, any uh, version of the Scripture. But if the only thing you got is a King James Bible that you don't even understand... You're not going to understand much. You might need to get a study Bible that helps guide you through those words, that helps guide you through the passages, that gives you a little bit of insight to what thus saith the Lord and those big words mean in the King James. You might need to go get yourself a concordance. You might need to go get yourself a commentary. You might need to go get yourself a Greek or a Hebrew lexicon so you understand some of the words that we've been talking about tonight. You might need to go online and and get some online Bible tools. You might need to ask the pastor for some series notes for some Bible notes. You might have to go to a Bible study, whether it's here at this church or down the road. You might need to, you might need to go to a Sunday school. You might need to go, you understand what I'm saying? You might even need to go online and order some kind of online Bible study class so you can become a good student, church. But so many of us don't want to do that. We don't want to make the extra effort. We don't want to dig a little bit deeper. We don't want to have to, to, to go that extra mile or, or hoe the extra soil. You know, reading's good and, and hearing is good. God, I go to church and God, I read the Bible faithfully every day. But are you a student of the Word, church? That's the question that has to be asked of us. Are we students of the Word? Listen. We can peruse its pages. We can stroll through its scriptures, like I said. But listen to me. Somewhere along the way, we've got to stop. Got to stop and say, God, what are you speaking to me here? What truth? What revelation? What strength? What hope? What joy? What peace? What mystery? What seek? There's something there, God. And I've got to find out what it is. And you can't, just, you can't just do it on your own all the time. And listen to me. 
Not all the time would the Holy Spirit come down, boom, and smack you with some supernatural revelation. Sometimes God wants you to dig. You can't just brush through prayer and expect to get anywhere with God. And you can't just rush through the Word and expect to get anywhere in the Word either. If you want to have true communion with God, you've got to study the Word of God. You've got to get into the gospel and you've got to break it open. You've got to tear it apart, church. You have to rightly divide the word of God. You have to study it. It's in the Greek and the Hebrew. It's what uh, rightly dividing means. It means to cut it open. It means to break it in half. It means we have to uh, dissect it and inspect it. We have to search it through and through and look inside of it. Listen, to, to study like this, we have to have the same attitude or spirit that David had when David said, God, search me, open me up and reveal to me what I can't see. You know, I'm not saying, well, please listen to me. I'm not telling you that every time you open up the Word of God, you've got to get your commentary and you've got to get your lexicon and you've got to get your concordance and you got to op- I'm not telling you that. What I am telling you is that in order to be a good student, as we journey through the Scriptures, we've got to be willing to stop right here and study. And God takes us a little bit further, and we've got to be willing to stop right here and study, because we know God wants to take us deeper, because we know God wants to reveal something, because He knows what's around the corner, and I don't. He wants us to study so that we can be approved, so that we can be properly prepared, church. Listen, when I preach, or the pastor preaches... And you say, wow, and something clicks and something pops. Some light bulb goes off. You've been there. I've been there. I've been sitting in services and I've been sitting in sermons and pastor says something. And it's like, wow, I never saw that. You know why that happened? It's because he studied. You want to know why? It's because he broke out whatever tools he had available to him to try to understand the Scripture better. We get revelation through the pastor because he studied and because the Holy Spirit uses what he spoke to bring revelation into our life. But please listen, if we want to discover those same truths, if we want, if we want to discover those same revelations on our own, we must study just like he does. We have to dig into it. We have to examine it. We have to break it open and break it down. And I know that that might sound difficult. And I know a lot of you are saying, hey, well, I do that all the time. And praise God that you are. It's why you're where you're at spiritually. You're in a deeper, better place if you study the word of God. But here's what we need to understand. We have to do it like David said, did with his own heart. Open it up and examine it so we can find out what God's saying. Here's what I want us to understand, unfortunately. And I've been here in my life too, church. Unfortunately, there's so many Christians like the guy with the metal detector that has no shovel. And I'm going to give you an example of what I mean. The guy with the metal detector that has no shovel, when we're talking spiritually about studying the Word of God, they skim the surface of God's Word, but they only pick up what's visible. They only pick up what's easy to see. They only pick up what they can see and easily grab because they don't have a shovel. They don't get below the surface and can't get below the surface and they can't go deeper into the ground because they don't have a shovel. They got a metal detector. Sure, it alarms something. Hey, there's something there. But if you don't have a shovel, you can only get what's on top. If you don't have a shovel, you can only pick up the coin that might be hiding under a blade of grass or under a leaf or something like that, if you understand what I'm saying. But here's where we are spiritually so often when it comes to the Word of God. The metal detector goes off and it alerts us that something is there, but we can't see it. 
It's not lying on the surface. It's hidden, like I said. It's under the ground. It's a little bit deeper than normal, and it needs to be uncovered. But we fail to dig. Why? Because we don't have a shovel. Because we can't get to where we're going, because we can't find what we know is there. You see, in the same way, so often we hear the Word of God, we read the Word of God, the Holy Spirit alerts us that there, there's something there. There's a treasure hiding in this page. There's a, there's a treasure hiding in this paragraph. Uh, uh, Jeff, there's, there's a, a sermon in that single word right there, right there in front of you. There's a sermon hiding right there. There's a revelation, there's a truth on this page or in this paragraph or in this one sentence. And the Holy Spirit is telling us there's something there that I want to reveal to you, church. But the reality is we pass it by and let someone else discover the treasure simply because we don't have the shovel. Simply because we don't study. Simply because we don't stop right there and try to figure out what the Holy Spirit is trying to reveal to us. And taking out the shovel, which I call studying, and going a little bit deeper with God. Every single one of us are called to be students of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not just pastors. I'm not the only one that's called to be a student of the gospel. Pastor's not the only one that's called to be a student of the gospel. Uh, The Bible doesn't say only pastors are supposed to study. Only pastors are supposed to understand the Word of God. Uh, The sheep can't understand. The sheep can't study. Listen, that's nonsense. Every single one of us who call ourselves Christians are supposed to be good students of the Word of God. It's a spiritual responsibility and obligation we have, church. And it's how we grow and it's how the Lord leads us. In the last few minutes, here's what I want to talk on. What makes a good student? Who's the student that God approves of? And I'm going to get teachy here, but I want you to understand this, because if you want to be a good student, you have to have this. If you want to be a good student, if you want to be a student who needs not be ashamed, if you want to be a student that's approved of God and doesn't have to be ashamed, you have to have this in your life. You see, the answer to that question of what makes a good student is in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. And God outlines, or Solomon, God through Solomon, outlines what a good student is when he says this. My son, if you accept my words and if you store up my commands within you, if you turn your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for that understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord, and then you will find the knowledge of God. Then you will find the mysteries of God. Then you will find the truth of God. Then you will find the hidden treasures of God and the secrets of God and the mysteries of God. Then, when you have these five characteristics in operation in your life, you will be the student, the good student, who is approved of God and doesn't need to be ashamed of anything. And you will find knowledge and revelation. So what are those five characteristics? What are the five marks of a good student? Real quick. Teachability. An intent to obey. Devout discipline, prayerful dependence, and passionate perseverance. And God touches all five of those in this one passage of Scripture. When you look at the words, if you accept my words, it demonstrates teachability. And I'm going to touch on these. I'm just going to run through it real quick. But if you accept my words, demonstrates teachability. If you store up my commands, it demonstrates an intent to obey. 
If you apply, remember he said, if you do these things, if you apply your heart, it will demonstrate a devout discipline, spiritual discipline. If you call out for insight, if you cry aloud for understanding, it demonstrates prayerful dependence on God and the Holy Spirit. If you look for it as silver and you search for it like it was a hidden treasure, it demonstrates a passionate perseverance. Then you will understand. Then you will find the knowledge of God. Then you will be a good student. Please grasp this, church. Understanding doesn't come to the stubborn heart. Understanding and revelation doesn't come to the reluctant heart. It won't come to the know-it-all who thinks that, 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 that they know it all. And they can't learn anything from God. It won't come to the individual who's closed off to instruction. The first word spoken about the good student in Proverbs 2 is, If you accept my words. So the the first mark of a good student is teachability. The one who's teachable. Listen, the good student is teachable, church. The good student is the one who is open up to the Lord's instruction. The good student is the one that is willing to say, here I am, God, teach me. You see, a lot of us, a lot of us want to say, here I am, God, use me. There's a big difference. But are you willing to say, here I am, God, teach me? You see, because you don't have to be humble to want to be used. You understand, there's a lot of proud people out there that want nothing but recognition, and they ask God to use them because of their pride. But I want you to understand that when you say, here I am, God, or here I am, Lord, teach me, it demonstrates something completely different. When you say, here I am, God, there, there can't be any, teach me, you are, you're willing to accept his words. You're willing to accept the authority that he has. You're willing to accept whatever it is that he speaks into our life. So we have to be willing to be teachable, church. Please understand, Moses didn't receive revelation. He didn't receive instruction until he, or from God at the burning bush until he removed the sandals from his feet. God did not give him direction and did not give him revelation and did not give him instruction until he removed the sandals from his feet, until he demonstrated that I'm willing to listen to your words, until I'm willing to come under your authority and yield to the words that you speak to me. I want you to understand revelation will not come to the individual who's not willing to yield to the words that God speaks. You must be teachable. You can't be proud and you can't be haughty and you can't think that you're the only one that knows What's good for your life? You have to be teachable. The second mark of a good student is that they intend, they have an intent to obey the word of God. Look at it. The good student is the one who stores up his commands. If you store up my commands. And the reality is the individual who stores up God's commands is the individual who has an intent to obey them. The individual that stores up the words of God and the commands of God is the individual that that intends to apply them to his life. He intends to either apply it to his marriage or to his finances or to his speech or to his attire or to his business dealings or to his education. It doesn't matter. The individual, according to the word of God, who, who stores up God's word and stores up his commands and stores up his statutes has a plan to use them, church. Why otherwise would he store them up? Why otherwise would he place a value on them? You see, the individual that stores up God's commands places a value on those commands, and he doesn't want them to get away. The individual that studies the Word of God, the good student, places a value on these words. 
The good student places a value on everything between these pages and he stores them up in his heart because he plans on using them somewhere in his life. I want you to understand it's why he says to store it up. If you want to be rich in your spirit, you better store up the treasure. You better store up his word. You better be rich with his word. You're not going to be rich in your spirits unless you store up the things that have value. But the individual that stores up God's commands realizes that there's a value in what I'm reading. There's a value in what I'm studying. I'm going to store it up because I know tomorrow I might have to use it. Next week, I might have to use it. Next month, I might have to speak it. Next month, I might have to claim it and stand on it. But there's a value to it, church. The good student understands the value of the lesson being learned. The good student stores up instruction because to him the words of instruction have value, church. The good student, in my opinion, takes notes. The good student, in my opinion, keeps a journal. The good student, in my opinion, records the words that God speaks into his life because they have value to him. Because he does not want them to escape him. Because he doesn't want them to get away. The good student stores up God's word in order to do them and not just hear them. You have to realize that, church. When you store up the word of God, you should have an intent to obey what, he, what you record. Otherwise, we're a hearer only. Otherwise, we are listeners only. And God makes it very clear that we are to be doers of the word and not hearers only because the one that listens only deceives himself. The good student, as I continue to go and work this towards an end, the good student is the student that applies their heart to understanding. The good student is the one who applies their heart to what they hear, applies their heart to what they read, and applies their heart to studying the Word of God. Heart is open to learning. Heart is open to instruction. Heart is open to the Word of God being spoken into his life. When I was in school, one of the comments that I hated for my parents to read on my report card, you know, my father, he looked at the teacher's comments more than he looked at the grades because the comments spoke to my character not my intellect and my father was more concerned about my character than he was about my intellect but one of the not to say that he was okay for me flunking he wasn't but the thing that i hated for the teachers to write the most or the comment for them to write the most was jeff is a smart young man Jeff is bright. Jeff could accomplish great things if he would just apply himself. And I'm sure some of you got that comment too. My kids got it. If he would just apply himself. And I hated it for two reasons. One, because the teacher was typically accurate. I wasn't applying myself. I knew I could accomplish great things. I knew I could get better grades. But I just wasn't applying myself because my heart wasn't in it. And that's what my father understood. My father understood that you could do great things, Jeff. But, but you're not because you're not applying yourself and because your heart's not in it. And this is exactly what the Word of God means, that when you apply your heart to understanding, listen, if your heart's not into studying... It's not going to do you any good. If your heart's not in worship, it's not going to do you any good. If your heart's not in giving a thousand dollars to the house of God or a, you understand what? I, if your heart's not in it, it's not doing any good. 
If your heart's not in service, you're serving in vain. If your heart's not in worship, you're worshiping in vain. If my heart's not in preaching, guess what? I'm preaching in vain. It might be great for you, but it didn't do nothing for me if my heart's not in it. And what they're saying here is if you want to be a good student, please understand your heart has to be in it. You have to not just give your ear. You have to apply your heart to this whole process a spiritual discipline in your life. Quickly as I finish this up, because I've only got a couple more to cover here, we have to apply our hearts. Number four, the good student is the one who demonstrates a dependence on God. It says, if you would call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. And the reality is so many of us are in this lost place in our Christian life because of that one right there. Because we lean on our own understanding, because we rely on our own strength, because we rely on our own skills, because we rely on our own influence, our own power, our own position, our own prestige. We rely on ourselves. And God said the good student is the one that says there's someone more powerful than me, has more wisdom than me, has more knowledge than me, has more strength than me. There's someone that knows more than me. The good student understands that his ways are higher than my ways. And his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And so often, we walk through our spiritual life thinking this puny little mind knows it all. This puny little mind thinks I got it all together. This puny little mind thinks, well, my wisdom, my knowledge, my understanding, it's going to get me through my mess. I I can do this and I can do that. When God says the good student calls out and cries out. But so often we're afraid to make that call. So often we're afraid to make that cry. I don't know what the reason is, but God is saying the good student calls out and cries out. And finally, the good student is the one who passionately pursues and perseveres. Passionately pursues and perseveres. The good student is the one that presses in to the Word of God, even when it's a struggle. The good student is the one that digs a little deeper, even when the shovel seems a little dull. The the, the good student is the one that goes from chapter to chapter, trying to find what God is speaking, and he won't let up until he gets what he's looking for. The good student is the one church that keeps on digging, like I said. He won't quit until he finds what he's looking for. It goes back to this. Listen, when you go to study, you should have the intent of discovering something. And it's just like prayer. You need to look at this the same way. If if you go to study the Word of God and you have the intent of finding something, you shouldn't quit until you find it. Now, I'm not saying you might not find it in this hour of study, but that doesn't mean give up studying. Tomorrow morning, you get up and you go study again. In your lunch break, you study again. When you get home, maybe you've got to study again until God breaks through and that revelation comes to your life. You've, they, they press in. Listen, I'm going to end with this. I promise you, if I were to place a pile of dirt up on this stage, big mound of dirt, put you up on top of that and tell you that underneath that soil is a pile of gold, I wouldn't have to do much dirt begging to get you to start digging. I wouldn't have to 
I wouldn't have to wait longer than a second for you to get down on your hands and knees. And if all you got is your fingertips, you'll start digging. I promise you, if, the, if that stool is a little hard, you'll pull out a pen, you'll pull out a nickel, you'll pull out your keys, you'll pull out whatever you need to to chop up that soil to get to the treasure that's underneath the soil. I want you to understand that is passionate persistence. Because you will dig until you find what you're looking for, and the Word of God's no different. We need to be that passionate about finding the truth of God. That passionate about finding the treasure that's hidden within these verses. This is the pearl of great price. There are hidden treasures and nuggets of gold and and pieces of silver all through this scripture. And unless you are passionate about finding them, you never will. Unless you're passionate about coming away richer And more fulfilled than you were when you went in. You never will, church. We have to be passionate if we want to be a good student. Listen, finally, if you want to be a good student, you must be teachable. You must have an intent to obey what you hear or read or study. You must have a devout discipline in applying your heart. You must be prayerfully dependent on the guidance and the strength of the Holy Spirit, and you must have a passionate perseverance. So tonight I end with this question. How many of you want to be a good student? Lift up your hand. If that's you, I want you to stand to your feet because this is what we're going to pray tonight as I close. I'm going to pray my prayer, but I want you to pray your prayer because God wants us all to be good students. And I just gave you five marks of what a good student is. So I want you to examine your life. I want you to do what David did and said, God, search me tonight. Search me. Open me up. Let me be a book. Examine me and find out what areas in my life represent a bad student. Teach me what they are and help me to be a good student.